Hello, my name is Brian M. Davis. I'm your friendly host of Performing Arts. Welcome to episode three, I believe, of Performing Arts. With me today is... Hi, my name is DevSign. Um, I am an artist. I am also a sound engineer. So, that's me. <laughs> uh, me and him uh, go way back from our time at Borough Manhattan Community College, which is probably over like maybe four years now. So we've known for like at least close to half a decade now, give or take. Yeah. And we kind of like, uh, I, although I was kind of like knowing him just as I was about to leave school. So it's like kind of like that sort of like, mm -hmm. sort of like the seniors knowing the freshmen and then by the time the freshmen kind of like know the seniors, the seniors are already like gone. And I was like, yeah, see you. But, but because of the, the circles that we were, we were essentially uh, around, we still sort of like know each other from essentially around that. Yeah. But we're not talking about our friendship. We're going to talk about your uh, career in terms of your um, artistry or rather your singing. So mm -hmm. tell me about like, what is your background in singing? Because I know we were just talking about it, but I didn't start recording until now, so. Right. Um, so I've been rapping for about, well, actually, like, just writing things down for since I was in high school. But I started taking music seriously um, about a year ago. Um, the first time that I actually got hands-on work with writing stuff and what actually drove me to write more was I had a professor named uh, Kavanaugh and she had a workshop where she was basically making music for the play that was going to come out this semester it was called um, Mary Rogers and yeah I would, I would I was going there helping out with music there and then after that, I kind of, everybody kind of like said, oh, you have actually like a really nice sound. So I just started taking it seriously. Um, then I got linked up to my mentor. His name is Denzel Porter. I'm in his studio right now. Um, yeah, I got linked in with him. And that's when everything kind of just started shooting up because the quality of my music started to become increasingly better. Um, throughout the times, even like now I'm still learning stuff, but he's definitely been a really, really big help. So shout out Denzel Porter. Uh, how did you actually uh, link in with him? What, was it just by chance or was it something that you sent out like to various uh, This is a, it's a crazy, crazy um, story. So Denzel is kind of a, a very big underground person, underground rapper. Um, he does a lot of work with what people call what people called um, Team Backpack um, back in the day. So he was helping them out for a very long time, and then by chance I saw one of his Instagram posts, and I commented, and then our relationship just built from there because I I think it was just like built off of like a genuine like oh I really. I really like your music, man. I really like it. And he kind of just gravitated towards me because um, we're both Jamaican and he treats me just like a brother. So it's, it's a really cool, cool dynamic. That's actually awesome. Uh, it's, it's really rare to actually see people, especially, well, nowadays, people on Instagram, they do like, oh, they like the, you know, they like comment on this stuff and, mm -hmm. Celebrity, it's like a celebrity was seeing seeing your comment, like you know, well, like your comment, and then but actually replying to it and stuff like that. That's actually a lot more rarer because, yeah, especially, especially with like artists. I I feel like anything anybody that's kind of like um, that has a following, they kind of brush off comments. So I think I was really really lucky. I think it was really something destined to happen because he saw my comment and liked it and we just started having like a conversation afterwards so 
it was really, really like a, I don't know. I think it was just designed to happen that way. Uh, you mentioned Kavanaugh and her clan. Mm -hmm. but is there something else that got you into uh, uh, hip hop, rapping, that sort of thing? Uh, was it a particular song, particular artist? Were you essentially like, to, um, like was it, yeah, yeah, was it a particular song or was it a particular artist slash artist, that sort of thing? Um, so I got into, I got into hip hop pretty damn late. Um, I actually was a very, very big rock and rock fan um, when I was in high school. I used to actually get made fun of for liking, liking rock. So, um, I got into really wrong with that. No, there there isn't at all. Um, but I got into hip hop because of J Cole. Um, I heard one of his songs and I, I kind of just like listened. I I was really listening to his lyrics and I, I it felt really really special. Um, and then after that, I heard a song from Childish Gambino. That is, anybody that knows me, that's my father. Like, that's my dad. Like, some universe. <laughs> but I got into to people like that. And then I just started listening to hip hop even more because I wanted to learn about the history. And whenever I like something, I actually do research on it, like a ton of research on it until I'm really well-versed in that conversation. Uh, in terms of just hip-hop in general, have you, it's an odd question to ask now, but in terms of hip-hop in general, uh, especially since for the past few months, we've been essentially living in quarantine, mm -hmm. lockdown situations where it's like, you can't really go out, but people are still going out with masks, that sort of thing. Now that the lockdown is sort of like, here in New York City, lockdown is sort of over, but it's not necessarily over, over yet. Right. There's actually more protests going around. Mm -hmm. That because, well, not because of what happened, well, because of what happened, but do you think that, that music now is going to be a lot more, I guess, politically heavy because of what's been happening for the past say several months because not only with the coronavirus but with the killing of George Floyd and essentially the protest that's been happening for the past like maybe like close to a month now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think that music hip hop and rap musically it's gonna essentially change from become a lot more I guess in a sense like rawer and in terms of just what the the songs were about because like the content um when i was growing up uh hip-hop around like the 2000s was basically very anti-bush that sort of thing you know kind mm -hmm. of was like big focal points you know uh, yeah uh what was it graduation uh something like that uh, yeah that was a beautiful album yeah graduation was a big uh hit, especially around the time I was going to uh, college and, you know, that sort of thing. But now we're like close to 15 years later and there's like so many more people who are rapping and just doing uh, like, you just mentioned Charles Gambino and you mm -hmm. see essentially music, especially hip hop or rap, depending on how you see it, uh, going from where it was, where it was like, people were in quarantine mm -hmm. lyrics, that sort of thing compared to where it's like it's more of a reaction to what's happening in the world right now like protests and it's yeah. to the election in like say a few months or so mm -hmm. I think I think with hip-hop hip-hop has always been a very uh, a political art really because we people usually touch on things that they know of. So when we have like people that are talking more like about like gang gangster, like rap, that's because the environment that they're in. So now that we have this environment and this, this climate right now, um, there is, there are a lot of rappers that are 
kind of stepping in there and giving their opinion on it. And I think that's a, a really good thing because that's what we started off of. We started off of just explaining what's happening around us. Um, so I do think for, for, for a while, there's going to be a, there's kind of going to be a movement of a switch up, I guess, instead of just being kind of like, oh, this is the lit song that comes on at the party. Um, people are now looking for, okay, are they talking about what's going on? And um, I think that's going to be a really good change too, because we kind of got to go back to our roots at some point and really find our way again with hip hop. Um, because for a while it was, it was like, oh, let's, let's turn on this song because it's a party song. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's somewhere, there's something for everybody in hip hop, but um, I think hip hop at its best is always political in some way. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, well, growing up in the 1990s, uh, that was like, like the pinnacle of, uh, I want to say, uh, even though you just said hip hop is, has always been political, that was like the <laughs> time of pop political stuff, where it's like you just came out with the NWA, Body Count, mm -hmm. Tupac, Biggie, that sort of thing, and then... And when you listen to the lyrics, it's like, oh, you know, it's like they have their party song, so to speak. Yeah. But then you hear other songs, it's like, wow, it's, they are literally, literally talking about stuff that are, that's happening. And mm -hmm. might treat it as the party song, which is nothing really wrong with that, because, you know, it's, it's a party. You need, a, like, a, a, a song that, can, you know, lifts up people's spirits out, like, after, like, maybe three hours or something like that. You know? Yeah. Like put on that song is like they was like, oh yeah, come on. And, like start dancing again. Mm -hmm. and, but yeah, uh politically hip hop has always been a something that's always been on the pulse of what's been happening in um, in either in, in the world essentially. So I yeah. think that like especially in the next maybe year or two, or maybe in the next few years, there's gotta be more and more people who are essentially gonna be on that pulse of yeah. World. do you see do you see that like that uh like that wave going away after a couple of years or do you see that like wave just keep continue to rise and rise until it's like this like Ooh. um i think that wave is is, is always going to be there um we have people that are that are like j cole um and the kendricks that always kind of touch on these subjects regardless of whether it's popular or not at the moment um so i so i, I really do think that like yes we'll have like a, a very strong wave of rappers going and being like okay this is um this is the subject that we need to talk about but i really truly think that it's going to stay around because most times most times people are there. Like, you just got to look for the political people. Like, J. Cole has always been political, even though he has, like, his party songs. Even though he has his party songs and all of that, it's, he's really politically charged in most of his work. So, I think there's always going to be a consistent stream of rappers that touch on subjects like this. Uh, I know you just recently... A few months ago, give or take, especially around like uh, late December or so, not late December, late November, around that area, that you released something in terms of, I don't remember what the, the, the stance was, but I'm trying to remember what happened in the, with the, oh, what was the uh, end? Uh, one second, I'm just going to turn the light. Okay, go ahead. Um, but um, I, I have... I think two songs that really touch on um, subjects like that. I have, well, not me personally, but like me and my team. Um, I'm, a, I'm a part of a group, a rap group. We're called Insight. Hmm. So 
my friend Jahari made a song and I was also on the song and we were talking about like um, hopping the turnstile because the MTA prices were going up and it was really, really shit service. Um, So we talked about that and then there was also another one that happened. I got kind of linked into this page called Decolonize This Place and they asked... I, they asked me to go perform at one of the protests. Um, they wanted to hear that song, but we ended up unfortunately not doing it because of safety reasons. Um, but that also did really, really change my mind. After that, I the next day I went to the studio and um, recorded a coffee bean freestyle. And that was really like touching on the subject of police brutality and things of that nature. Um, and all because like I went to the protest and I, I really felt it. So yeah, I, those things are, those things are, are really, really politically charged. Yeah, and as, as I said, hip hop has always been on the, uh, the, the pulse of what's been happening. So mm-hmm. as of right now, do you have like a defining moment in your career or you're kind of like still trying to like you're still grinding so to speak or or have Mm -hmm. or have you literally have a moment where it's like you know what this might be the defining moment of my career um so yeah there's been a couple of moments where i feel like these things certain things happen that i'm like all right this is a really really big step um, so for instance, I, I got linked into a studio in Wall Street and from there I kind of met a lot of, a lot of big name rappers and they're like managers and things of that nature. Um, so I, I felt that was like a really, really big step, um, in my career, but I don't think I have anything right out right now that was kind of like, oh, this is my big moment or like this was like my defining moment and this is what people are going to see when they see me um yeah like i I haven't had that moment yet but i think i've had a a bunch of smaller steps that were needed um I, i like to think of it as kind of like how tory lane said it i might not i might not just go I might not just hop, but I'm going to get there somehow. I'm going to keep on, like, making these little, little steps until, like, I actually am up there. And I can't really wait to see where you go from, especially since I know lyrically and musically you have a very gift in terms of, like, how to, uh, uh, not only with the beats, but also just lyrically... Again, as I mentioned previously, I'm not a music person, but I know I'm music. So if I mention, so I mix mm-hmm. up something with music. So uh, when people, I guess it's called like rapid fire. Uh, like when someone is rapping, it's like rapid. It's like almost like rapid fire. Like mm-hmm. what I mean, it's like that sort of like people know it's like they have like a rapid fire approach of how things. So I'm not saying you have a rapid fire approach. I'm just saying that. Musically and lyrically, you have a, a very great gift in terms of what's been happening, in, you know, in terms of career. Oh, th- thank you. No problem. Uh, you mentioned J. Cole and Chalice and the Ambino, and you mentioned before, but do you have any other inspirations in terms of hip-hop in general, or has this sort of like those been like those three so far? Oh, no. There, there's a bunch of influences um, that I have. Andre 3000 is really is really great um big l was i i got put on the big l and i really like his stuff um wu-tang always amazing um i listen to a bunch of a uh, bunch of biggie and a bunch of tupac because i kind of have to like understand like again I, I i do my research on things when i like it um and this is something that i love so i i do a bunch of research on music in general um i really respect like people like Lady Gaga, um, Bad Bunny. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of influences that I have. 
um, and it's, it doesn't just stop at, at hip hop. Um, yeah, there, yeah, there's just a, I feel like the best artists come out when you can find inspiration outside of just your genre, you know? Um, so I, I really pride myself on that, on having like a, a very diverse listening ear, I guess, um, and a diverse playlist. Uh, in terms of uh, you know, art, on, do you have any like unorthodox like inspirations or collaborations? With, well, okay, let me rephrase that. Do you have any collaborations that you've worked with that are like kind of like inspirations, but, but you kind of like don't see it as like what you just said, because it's kind of like unorthodox, where it's just like, they're not primarily hip hop, that is like, they may be uh, primarily, you know, mm -hmm. they're, they may be primarily uh, rock. So it's mm -hmm. like, it's like, do you have any, uh, the question is, do you have any unorthodox uh, inspirations where it's like, they might not fit in this mold, but music, oh, yeah. like musically, lyrically, there's something about their songs that just feels right in terms of what you feel. Oh, hell yeah. So, um, for instance, I, I'm, I'm a really big, like, I like Slipknot a lot. I really got into Papa Roach when, when I was young too. So those are, those are people that I would really love to collab with. Um, so like Slipknot, if they ever hit me up, that's a definite, um, that's a definite go um Papa Roach if they ever hit me up that's a definitely definite go um Maroon 5 is really like up there too I really enjoy hearing them because I, I enjoy hearing how they when they come out when, with their songs because whenever they come out with their songs they they honestly do so well um so I would really love to work with them um Avril Lavigne if she ever if she ever hits me up, I'm it, I'm geeked over her. Skater Boy was was like my whole anthem for my whole life. Um, yeah, those those people are, are definitely like I would definitely collab with them. Oh, Kesha too, Kesha too. Like if Kesha ever comes out of like retirement and wants to do a, do a track, I'm I'm super down. I'm pretty sure she isn't like retired yet, but I think she's just been taking a break and I know she's putting out new music somewhere, but it's just because of a lot of these uh, legal issues that she's been having for the past like several years. Uh, <laughs> uh, I only have, it's, it's odd because I only have like only like two questions left. So I like, but what, what I, and this is something that's probably got, that's probably got to be edited out in terms of uh, my own thing, but so many other questions to ask you, so I'm trying to remember like what other good questions that I could ask you that terms of thing. Uh, oh, yeah, I just had it. Yeah. Hey, I'm just gonna stop recording for a second. Okay. Uh, in terms of in terms of your um, education background, in terms of where you were uh, going for past stuff. Uh, BMCC and I believe City No, I didn't. Um, after BMCC, I kind of, so I had a very late registration um, and I didn't get accepted because of how late it was. Um, so I started working and that's when I started coming to the studio was after BMCC. Um, that's when I got LinkedIn with Denzel Porter. So I, I never went back because I'm doing a lot of the things that I want to learn in college now, like here, like hands-on work. So I've, I've always been, ha I've been having like this real like battle with myself about do I, I know I want to go back, but do I want to spend the funds for going back and learning things that I'm honestly learning now anyway. Um, and Denzel has been telling me this too. He, he, he told me the first time I said, do I want to go back to school? He said, do it because 
I'm going to learn things there that I won't learn out here. So I, I'm, I definitely want to go back. Um, I just think I have to have my right time because right now everything is just going well with music and it's looking more and more like I can make this a career and make money off of this and sustain my life with making music. So it's really a difficult thing because I have to consider a lot of like time, um, clients. So I haven't went, I haven't went back. I did want to go to Lehman College for um, City. So I'm, I'll get back to you on that one, actually, because I definitely want to go back. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have no doubt that I do want to, like, uh, reach back to you and, like, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, like, towards, like, the end of the year or something like that, where it's, like, I talked to some of the people in the past and say, hey, where you, like, where do you, like, I just want to do, like, a little catch-up. It's like, where are you now? It's like, yeah. so, yeah. if you going back to college, it's like, you see yourself going back to college right now, because right now I will say this college right now shits on uh, because of what happened last semester. So classes mm -hmm. went online, and all the all the I want to say professors really didn't know how to do online classes. So right. So I will say that if you do go to college, mm -hmm. but if it's the college right now. Yeah, I can just tell you, like, it's like, like I'm just like, kind of like lucky that I have already graduated from Brooklyn College. So I'm like, right. Now I get that. Cause, because I, I think that where the disconnect is, is professors right now are learning how to teach these classes online. So Zoom is really like, is really kind of a new technology for them for most of these these professors so they're learning just as much as we're learning from them at this point uh, in terms of zoom how well do you see zoom being in the foreseeable future especially uh, especially with uh, people happen i guess um Prospects, I guess, if that's the term, prospects in hip hop or just music in general, and they have to have to essentially have like a Zoom meeting like this with the with a record producer. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you see Zoom meetings like this more so often in the future, or do you see like a um, like a slow thing where it's like I actually want to meet this person in in person instead of just being over like the phone or something like this? Mm -hmm. um, I think Zoom right now is, is perfect for what we need, but I feel once everything is open again and everybody knows everything is safe, we're, we're going to want to meet people in person because to be very honest, even when, even when like you want to collab with a person, it's better to have them in the studio with you or yeah in person because of the energy that you that you get from them you don't really you can't really read energy through a phone um as easily so i definitely believe people want to want to see people in person and actually feel their energy when they're when they're talking about something that they're passionate about um, so Zoom is Zoom is is really really good right now, but I I feel that once this is over, it's a Zoom's Zoom's numbers are going completely down. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say like completely down, but people probably still use Zoom for like you know meetings and stuff like that. But oh yeah, yeah, like what you just said before, there is a connection, especially when you're in a personal space with other collaborators, like in that moment, because uh, like. This past semester, I was in a devising work, uh, devising class where we were essentially creating our own little play, that sort of thing. So feeling the same energy between my uh, my uh, uh, my my uh, my group members 
into creating that play, it fell off. In, in like I will say, it felt off in the, like the the first few weeks of uh, essentially Zoom stuff because mm -hmm. in person, like what you just said, it'll be like essentially feeding off that energy that thing. So yeah. I believe, and and well, I believe uh, people need to feed off of energy right next to them, especially if they're yeah. and whatever. So. Just clattering over the internet, that's, that's fine because people have done that and I've been doing that for the past decade or so. And I still love to do it because the people who I work with, they're so collaborative in terms of like their ideas. But yeah. something like music and theater, which I pointed out before is like music and theater are essentially almost like similar and also like shadows to each other because they share the most similarities to each other, especially Oh yeah, like so collaboration. You now collaboration, if we had to do it over the computer, it's it's fine. But yeah, there there will come a day where it's like everything. Okay, everything's all. I don't know. Somewhat you could go back and actually meet people again, hug people again. You know, don't yeah, that sort of thing. So and that's why that's why I really enjoy um, enjoy the theater culture as well because it's a really really opening. Like it's it's a really open environment, loving environment, environment most times. So, also, music and theater, like especially for me, go hand in hand. Um, I remember the first time I came to the studio, I was rapping. Um, the first ever song that I recorded was, I mean, recorded at like you know a professional level was Cash Feels. And I remember walking in, into the booth and doing it and thinking I smashed it. Like, I was A1. And Denzel was like, he sat me down. He was like, hey, what'd you, what'd you study in college? And I told him theater. He, he looked at me. He's like, man, if you don't go back in there and, and use that acting that you, you, like, paid for in your music, and that really like elevated my music because now I see it more as not just I'm spitting words, but I'm actually giving character to my words when I say things. So theater and music for me go hand in hand. Like that's the reason why the quality of music I have is, is, is what it is. So how much of theater has been a very big inspiration for you, or at least a or, or, uh, creative uh, influence for the most part? Because I know we were both uh, majors at BMCC, mm -hmm. uh, especially since, uh, and I know Professor Kavanaugh like really helped you in terms of actually almost sending you in terms of this like path that, that you're on now because of the... Mm -hmm. Steve was doing. Uh, yeah, how much of theater in general, very big, uh, yeah, there we go. How much theater has bleh, music, uh, great power, uh, great power of editing? Okay, you just cut all this stuff away. Uh, <laughs> unless I'm just using the audio recording, so man. Uh, how much of theater has been a big inspiration or creative influence for you? Um, it's very big. Um, I remember, I remember after recording Cash Fields, I went and I, what was the, what was the musical? Um, dang it, I, I can't even remember the musical, but I went to go see a musical with the organization I was working for at the time and really getting like getting the message of the musical and then being like okay i can write about certain things now because with theater i think that theater is being open enough and vulnerable enough to get outside of your body and your mentality and being somebody else and being that that person so even even with 
how I am in real life. Right now, you're kind of like talking to Devante, but when I'm on stage, it's dev sign because I have to then get out of myself, out of like my shyly habits to entertain. So theater is a very, very big thing. Like if I didn't have theater when I was growing up, it, it would probably be like, I, I probably wouldn't have been making music. Uh, again, again, since we're both theater kids, essentially, even though I'm not like a theater theater kid because I don't have like a, the strict background, that sort of thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you see another Hamilton like coming out in the woodworks, especially what's been going to be, especially in the now that we have? Do you see like another Hamilton essentially gaining traction within the next few years, or do you see? Uh, Musicals kind of like becoming a lot more. I will say this before it closed, Frozen actually had its first uh, person of color cast, I believe. Mm -hmm. And and had there, uh, I believe it was a Hispanic uh, Elsa and that sort of thing. So mm -hmm. music. Uh, do you see musicals in the foreseeable future just being more to uh, seek uh, casting, or do you see like more people trying to become like the next uh, Lynn? Oh, just the same thing I happened a few days ago. Lynn Manuel Miranda, and just trying to become like the next. Um, like, do you see a sense of like that? Um, I. I personally think that Hamilton is a one-in-a-lifetime kind of musical. And I, I say that because the way that everything kind of like played out, he, if you listen to the album of that, it is incredible. He kind of went back to like a bunch of songs and referenced a bunch of different lines that were already there and that I think that is always beautiful when you reference yourself in um in a song it's always incredible to me that that people can do that um so with with Hamilton Hamilton had that kind of that that feeling of oh here's the here's the first song and then three songs later it's referencing the first the first track or something that happened in the beginning of the play um and i think that's really something hard to do and that takes a long time i think hamilton was a once in a lifetime kind of show um i think people are going to try to emulate that though because it was su it's such a success like when something is very successful, everybody wants to do it. Um, so yeah, I think people are going to try to emulate that, but I don't think people are going to be successful with becoming the the next Hamilton, I guess. Um, but I do I do see a lot of musicals that are out that are very very well put together as well. Um, like Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen was a very, very beautifully written body of, of music. And it was a pretty good play to sit through. Um, but I don't think it has that same, that wow factor as Hamilton. Um, but everybody, everybody is going to going to try to be the next Hamilton. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and what you just said before, there have been play, well, play, not only plays but musicals for the past, say, years or so, that has been almost on the finger pulse of happening in theater. Uh, Especially since Hamilton, for the most part, and, and people have been trying to emulate Hamilton for the past, say, they view it on Broadway. 
and something that you just mentioned before, Dia has mm-hmm. been trying to emulate it too. So there has been people trying to emulate the success of Dear Evan Hansen, but also Hamilton, that sort of thing, but also musicals in the past. But do you see trying to almost like Do you see uh, uh, where can we expect you in the foreseeable future? Um, I definitely think I'm going to be somewhat of a household name. I think within, I have a game plan for the next year. This summer, I I had so many plans of doing so much to actually boost my career. Um, There were a bunch of of music videos that I had to, like, put on the back burner. I was actually going to help help out a bunch of videographers that I know. Also, um, kind of, like, build, like, a small business of freelancers. Yeah. that would I would help them get clients for like music videos or videos in general. Um, I also was going to go on a mini tour with the group. I kind of like set it up where we would bounce from New York over to like Pennsylvania, over to Virginia, um, and, and various places. Um, but I think for the foreseeable future, I think I'm going to be somewhat of a household name in three to four years, give or take. Because like I said, I, I, I don't think I'm going to be an artist that's just going to like have this one song that just blows up and that you won't hear from me again or I won't have the same wow factor. But I am going to be a person that's little by little getting their recognition and their respect and then everybody's just kind of, kind of like know about me. And I honestly can't wait to see how much you grow within the next, say, couple of years or so. Because I do want to see you on like MTV, like the MTV, uh, say MTV, or, well, it is probably MTV, it was now. The MTV mm-hmm. music, again, best, uh, like best single of the year or something like that, whatever they do nowadays because I've, I've lost traction what they actually do at the mtv uh, um, uh yeah the awards i don't i don't keep up with them either to be very fair uh but uh, uh, the hearing a group actually reminded me of a question i wanted to ask you before uh how did you actually uh did you form the, this group or was this like a group that just happened to be like in happenstance where it's like i know that and like i know this person i know this person why don't we just um, like, create like a little group of sorts? How this happened was Insight became a, a thing because my friend Jahari and my friend Jazz knew each other and they were rapping in high school. And I kind of just got into it because I was like, hey guys, I think I could be good with like putting words together. And I gave it a chance. I read a book on how to rap and then from there, I kind of just built it. Like me and my friends just kind of like built what Insight is. Um, we have like a bunch of affiliates and members, but the main people are me, Jazz Royale, Jahari TGS, um, and Robin De Niro. We also have our producer, his name is Bats Beats. Um, so yeah, I think it's just how this happened was it just kind of built itself. We all kind of saw something in each other that was like, yo, I think that you're amazing and you're my friend. So why don't we just like, you know, come together? It it, it really feels like a Wu-Tang kind of story without like Wu-Tang problems, I guess. Yeah. 
And again, this is something that's like a Hawkins back to theater because theater is all about collaboration and theater mm -hmm. and people who have worked with each other in theater and especially when you have like the same minds and stuff like that, you want to build uh, a rapport with them and you want to build a network with them. But not only that, you want to build like essentially a company with them, especially yeah. wow, it's like, hey, you know, we kind of have, like have the same ideas. Like, why don't we just like create our own little theater company and see what we could go with that? So music. Yeah. So not necessarily not. This is not necessarily a band, but in terms of your group, it's 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 like feeding off the same energy as what we saw with the theater itself. Because. Mm -hmm. And I, I I do I I take no. I take us call, being called a band as the utmost highest respect because I feel that bands were really people that saw they they saw puzzle pieces and just locked in together. So I, I do think of us more of as a as a band or as a collaborative group. Because even though we have like our like own styles and everything like that we have our own projects coming out but we always we always find some way to come together in every song it it, it doesn't matter if it's just me on the vocals um my friends like they'll sit here and critique me and go about how and tell me how to go about things um while i'm in the booth so like I definitely feel like we're on the the cusp of being a group, but also being somewhat of a, like a band, like having a band culture to us. Uh, yeah, and as I said, uh, it's just something I just can't wait to see you, what you and Insight essentially us within the foreseeable future, because. I can sense that you and uh, I'm trying to remember the names. Uh, I know it's, one is Jazz and one is uh, Jahari. I know you three, like, as I said before, musically, there's always been a, a thing with uh, music on the pulse of what So I can't actually wait to see you at the table, especially for the next, say, months uh, until probably course close to the end of the year and mm -hmm. I hope that you do do something over the summer because summer has yet to really start and mm -hmm. you know and Netflix just released a special with Dave Chappelle where he actually did perform a concert in front of people that were but it was just like well I wouldn't say it was a concert it was like a mini performance something like that mm -hmm. and it was like a social distancing thing where it's just like people were there but they were like kind of like there so I do hope that you a couple of performance over the summer where it's like, hey, I want to get this thing out, you know. Mm -hmm. Even though it would be like social distancing inside the concert itself, I want to have at least some portion of some summertime exposure because, you know, you don't want to have all your uh, summer plans go to waste because of you know, what's been happening with the coronavirus. Yeah. It's still um, a a dangerous virus still going around and people still taking precautions as long as those precautions you know like wear a mask and gloves that sort of thing sanitize that sort of thing probably do your like at least maybe one or two like i wouldn't say like full concert say like a mini concert that sort of thing mm -hmm. maybe even live stream something like that where it's just like you're kind of like in the studio right now and you just live stream a concert that sort of thing and then boom that sort of thing uh, yeah, but I, I think, and and something that this performing the arts was actually something that was actually stemming from something that I had originally was going to be over the summer, where it's just like I would interview someone like you face to face. Yeah, or the interview, any questions as, as I can, and you no, know, uh, but. So 
collaboration between you all, I do hope that I'm losing my train of thought, but uh, but you get what it sense. You get, yeah. yeah you, you, you're getting what I mean. Yeah. But in terms of summer planning, I believe you could probably still do those summer plans, but just make it more like, kind of like, you got to do everything in a very minute detail, whereas like everything has to mm -hmm. go. Yeah. The, the first plan that we, that I have is to throw a party um, slash music video for one of the songs. And I think that's gonna be like somewhat of a mini performance too. Um, I'm gonna kind of run out of Airbnb, probably an Airbnb with a pool. So um, I think that's the, that's the plan. I think yeah, I have a, yeah, I have a pool somewhere. It's like if, if it's a if it's a party and it's not, I have a pool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe from. Since I don't want to really take up all your time, do you have any advice to the people listening or watching at uh, home, their whole computer? I mean, at home, they're listening to lakes, whatever they have, that phone right now is like, do you have any, uh, do you have any advice for people? Yeah. Um, you are greater than you think. And what that means to me is that I was a very quiet person for most of my life. So I didn't really see myself doing music or really being where I'm at, but some take a chance on yourself. If you have, a dream and you want to do something take a chance on yourself always invest in yourself because the end results can only only boost you you know so yeah that's that's my word of advice just make sure that you that you invest in yourself and on that note, I believe that's actually a good note to actually end on. So thank you, uh, Devante. De, uh, De, uh, yeah. Thank you, Devante and De Sim. I, is that you? Did they, they pronounce it correctly? Deb sign. Deb sign. Okay. Uh, again, I'm a little hazy on how to pronounce it. Deb sign. So it's like D E S Y. Oh, okay. Deb Stein. Okay. I know I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. But thank you for, again for taking the time yeah. out of... Hang on, you're breaking up a little bit. Okay. Uh, but yeah, thank you again for taking the time for all of this. That was my connection. Okay. Uh, thank you again for your time. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, thank you for even like uh inviting me on this is really a big opportunity and oh, yeah. i think you you killed it you definitely killed it on the interview questions thank you and with that this is episode three of performing the arts take care everyone